And we are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. My guest today is Rob Flutter. How are you doing, Rob? Hi, Matthew. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me onto the show. Absolutely. Thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, being here. So Rob comes from us all the way from the UK. We have a lot to talk about. He's a big NFL fan, you know, big sports fan in general. So let's get into it. Let's start with the NFL. Rob, how is the fan base in the NFL? Pretty good? It's massive. Uh, it's grown huge uh, in the UK over the last few years. Obviously, uh, obviously, there's some regular season matches that are played over here um, over the last five or six years and uh, down in Wembley in London. Um, and, and that's drawn so many fans and Sky Sports put on a great coverage. So, yeah, a massive following now in the UK. I know Sky Sports. I know them well. It's, uh, they're on my uh, Facebook uh, group list. So, yeah, I know them well. Yeah, I run a lot of marathons and whatnot, so sometimes I'll post up about that. You know, here's what the American guy is doing right now in the, in the city of Houston or Austin or something. So, yeah, no, Sky Sports is great. Um, so, yeah, no, I know there's a massive fan base. Is there any one particular team that stands out as far as NFL goes in, in the U.K.? Not really. I, I think everybody is aware of the Patriots for obvious reasons, you know, over the last you know decade or so, maybe more. Um, they, they, you know, they really dominated uh, Super Bowl and Tom Brady. But uh, honestly, there's fans from everywhere. Years ago, uh, the Raiders used to be a really popular uh, team to follow. But I think it was more the merchandise than anything, and it was just a popular thing. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, the knowledge is, is is has grown as well with UK fans. So actually, people understand the game more than just. This is the game. This is the favorites. You know, there's some merchandise. They understand the game more. So, you know, it's 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 grown uh, out of all really, really, really grown. Excellent. So, do you uh, do you head out when there's a game in London, that that I, uh, annual NFL game? <laughs> I have not been right. So, I have this thing. I love the NFL, and I've watched it from when I was a young boy. So, I remember the likes of Dan Marino, Randall Cunningham. You know, that, that, they're the type of guys that I, I grew up watching, and it was on a, a Channel 4. We only got to see the highlights and the Super Bowl. Literally, that's all we got to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I want to go to a game, if I go to a game, I want it to be in America. I almost feel like it's not real if I go in London as my first game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's on home soil. I want it to be in America. I want it to be American Stadium. I want to I want to mm-hmm. really embrace it. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll, get that, I'll get that done. It's on my bucket list, but... Uh, yeah, I won't go to London as my first game. That's for sure. Excellent. We would love to have you here in America. We love it. You know, you should come down to Houston see a Houston Texans game. That's where I'm from. If I was to be able to, have you got one set in my uh, in my drawer there? One second. Yeah, 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 totally. Give me one second, everybody. My uh, my guest is uh, pulling out some for me. <laughs> oh, look at that! Look at that! Okay. He's got the Houston Texans uh, hat on. Hey, look, this isn't even pro- – uh, nobody tipped me off about this, but I am I follow Houston Texans, okay, in the NFL. And the reason for that very much is I like an underdog. And <laughs> they are a big underdog, right? Um, That's what we are, yeah. <laughs> but also, I love the look at – so I've never been to the States, but when I see things on the TV, I see it Texas. It's something, somewhere I'd love to uh, visit for sure. So I was like, well, I love it. I love it. You know what? It's destiny that you came on here because I'm I'm from Houston. 
I'm a, I'm a big Texas fan. It's my home team. Uh, do you, do you remember anything about the Houston Oilers? Do you know anything about them? I, I do you know what the, the thing I remember about the Houston Oilers was the uh, the helmet design and the, the like old um, oil pl- platform. It was like, mm-hmm. the, the, and and that's the only thing I remember because uh, yeah. I was young when it was a thing. But uh, yeah, I, I I remember the old teams uh, probably a little bit more than the, the new franchises. You know, okay. it, remember in the UK we have a club uh, and wherever they're based they stay there. So. You know, I'm an Arsenal fan, soccer. They're based in London. I'll never move from London. That's the thing. But in America, we, don't, we in the UK, we struggle to understand the franchise concept mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, I get it because I follow NFL. But yeah, a big, well, I say a big Houston fan. I like watching the Houstons. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to see them win that often. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll stick by them all the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, since I was a little kid, my uh, my parents and myself, we had uh, season tickets to the Houston Oilers. So we had the Houston Astrodome, the the old Astrodome, the eighth wonder of the world, everything. Uh, we had Warren Moon, Bubba McDowell, um, Haywood Jeffries. Uh, Earl Campbell came a little bit before my time. He was with uh, the Dan Pastorini era. And, um, but yeah, so it's, I grew up in the Warren Moon era. Um, you know, certainly after that 93 season, when we, when we were supposed to go to Super Bowl with, uh, it was supposed to be a Lone Star State Super Bowl with uh the cowboys and the tex or excuse me uh the oilers and um it just never happened because we got knocked down in the, in the wild card round by the kansas city chiefs and joe montana at that time so wow, yeah. Spe- yeah speaking of which uh who, who's your favorite quarterback just out just out of curiosity probably tom brady you know he's, he's gonna be right up there but um I, I i like sentimental i remember watching randall Cunningham for the eagles when mm-hmm. i was a young guy you know just thinking wow this guy's doing great but uh, years ago when we used to play Sega Mega Drive, so I'm that old, I remember a Sega Mega Drive and we used to play John Madden on there and uh, yeah. yeah, so, you know it, it, it's hard to say, but yeah, I think I'm going to go Brady, he's just yeah, John Brady, right? Okay, so I love how you uh, spoke of uh, John Madden and John Madden football, you know, of course it's huge, it's huge everywhere, it's huge worldwide um, of course, in the UK, they play it. We had uh, when I went to college, we had man tournaments in our dorm rooms. So <laughs> it, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So go, I'm, I'm happy because we're going to segue into this. So going into man, what was your favorite man game? Would you say Ooh, that's a tough I, one? Yeah, that's a tough one. I couldn't remember the, the name, but um, Sega Mega Drive. Right, mm-hmm. I'm going Sega Mega Drive, mate Madden. When I first used to have a go at it. Um, everything happens so fast on the graphics it's like that and it's the only one i could play when, once the playstation and all of that come along that's far too technical yeah i'm just not i'm not a gamer uh so now i you know it, i have to look down at the control before I, i'm look, looking down and then all of a sudden i miss the game so mm-hmm. i'm going the original madden i'm going back in the day you know 90s the original man i love it i love it that's that's a classic game right there the classic. That's the one that started it all. It's the one that started Absolutely. it all. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. And look how much the uh, the graphics have come along since then. You know, it went. I think it's on YouTube where you can look up where the first man game. It was pretty much little blocks or little squares, and the football was like a little dot, and you hand yeah. off, and then and the and the block would shine, and then you would just run up the middle or run to the side and stuff like that, and then it <laughs> slowly progressed. Excuse me. It slowly progressed to. Uh, 
you know, started looking a little bit more realistic. They started using the real players' names, and they started using the real players' images and likes and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I would have to say – but going back on – you said Tom Brady was your favorite uh, favorite quarterback. Of course, it's the GOAT, right? You know, s- yeah. seven rings. You can't beat him. So, um, I would have to say, did you know that the first time when, when Brady first came in for the Patriots, I think it was the 2002 season, his Madden – was uh it was just a guy i think he didn't even have his image yet it was just like you know qb tom somebody i think he got they got his last name wrong at one point this was like brady's first year because you know he was like what a a second stringer or third stringer behind uh, drew bledsoe so uh they had no idea what he was going to be just yet so they had him like as oh number 12 quarterback come on in you know uh, and then slowly, progressively, as he was winning the Super Bowls, you know, Tom Brady, you know, he was on the cover. All of a sudden, he was like, oh, Tom Brady's the star, the, you know, the player with uh, the face of the program, the face of Madden. So, isn't that, isn't that interesting, though? It is. It is. And, and I like because I think so many of us, when we see a star, uh, uh, you know, the greatest of all time of anything, whatever sport, movie, singing, whatever the case may be, we think that they just arrived at that point we don't realize the hard work and the knocks and actually they're just normal people starting out a career, you know, and, you know, even Lionel Messi, he was taken, I know, you know, in soccer, he was taken from Argentina at a really young age. He didn't start out as a star, but I think that Brady story is huge and really interesting and it's an inspiration. So anybody out there, youngsters wanting to play the game, don't think you're a star on day one. You have to work it and you have to take some knockbacks first you know, and maybe people don't believe in you, everybody straight away, but, mm-hmm. you know, just keep going. So, yeah, I agree. It's, a, it's an amazing story. Absolutely, absolutely. And did you know now they're having a uh, – they're doing a Madden movie. Really? about Yeah, about the development of, of uh, the game, kind of like in the vein of uh, that uh, Michael Jordan movie, Air. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of in the vein of that, how, how Madden started, how, how the game became as huge as it did, how the Madden tournament started – and whatnot. However, you know who they got to uh, as attached as the lead actor? Um, Will Ferrell. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as the guy who founded it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't imagine. It's just, it's just comedy, any All the time. You can't imagine that it'll be, uh, yeah, lead that role. But I, I'll, 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 uh, I'll look out for it and give it, a, uh, give it a watch. That's for sure. You have to. You have to, right? I mean, it's mad, right? And I'm sorry to like those movies. Yeah, I'm sorry to like those movies, like the social network and stuff like that, where, you know, how Facebook came to be and and, and Air, how how the Air Jordans came to be. I, I really like those mm-hmm. movies because I, I find them interesting. I think they should do something on Gatorade, how Gatorade came to be. Because um, I find that interesting. I wrote an article about it years ago. It was uh, It started in Florida, University of Florida, the Florida Gators. I see. Ah. Yeah. That makes sense. So it's always there, right? You, you, so we watch NFL big over in the UK, and it's always there, and they tip the bucket over someone and blah, 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 blah. But I just thought it was a big sponsorship thing, to be honest, you know, just a yeah. bit of commercial, making money, that sort of thing. But I think you're right. You know, let's find out how it, how it came to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I did a little research. I wrote an article about it. It's on the sports column. If you ever want to look that up online, just type in the sports column, Matthew Paris, and you'll, and you'll see it somewhere in there. But um, but yeah, it started, it started at the university of Florida. It was the, uh, Florida, I think, uh, science department, the, the head guy at the science department went to the athletic department, the football team and said, 
you know, the the head coach at that time said the water is not helping my boys or they're, they're drained much more, and they had nothing but water. So they went in, mixed the formula in the lab, and all of a oh, sudden wow. you had Gatorade, the you know, the original, uh, the yellow kind, the lemon-lime kind. And they went out and they tried it to on the Florida football team, and they were lasting longer because they put electrolytes in there and whatnot. So, uh, no, it's a very, very interesting story. Yeah. I, that is interesting. It's, it's, it, it's one of those things you don't really think about enough. You just think, again, it's a brand. It's massive. It's, but, again, there's always a, a story to it, isn't there, how it originated, how it was, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, for people to believe in it as well, to say, look, I've got this product, try it. Because I think in a lot of sports science, that's one of the things that takes a while because people weren't sure years ago to believe in new things. Like, we've done this forever and a day. Why should we try this? Why is it going to be great? Right. Actually, now I think sports science, excuse me, has grown absolutely, you know, exponentially. It's it's huge. But stories such as Gatorade will really um, how it comes to be. Yeah, that that will tickle the fancy for a lot of sports fans, I'm sure. Absolutely, yeah, it was. But yeah, uh, Florida Gators, the Gatorade. That's how the Gators came came about. Gatorade came about. Um, all right, yeah, excellent. Let's uh, let's move on. So, how is the youth sports um, as far as like flag football, and NFL in the UK? Is do you guys have NFL, uh, UK football, or for for youth sports? Uh, how how do the kids love it? Or it's not so big with youth at the moment. NFL, to be honest. So okay. we've got uh, grassroots sport in the UK has had a big push in the last five or six years, and mm-hmm. a lot of money, a lot of investment has gone into grassroots. Sports, so they're, they're trying to build, you know, football, basketball courts um, in underprivileged areas and encourage children. To, to, our government said basically sports should be freely available to anybody at any point, regardless of you know status, where you live, where you're from. Absolutely, it's yeah. fair to say. Uh, grassroots football is massive, but NFL, at, you know, American football not so big. Um, okay. We. We did have, um, back in the 90s, it was quite big. We had some teams. And there are some amateur teams still play. It, like, uh, one of my friends gone to watch a game. He used to play uh, American football uh, about five years ago. But when his child was born, he had to give it up. But he's going today to watch his old team play. So it's, uh, we do have an amateur game and a setup. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not as big as it could be. But I think that we need a little bit more inspiration and education from those that are specialists in it. Because mm-hmm. I think it's one of those where we want to play, but we just don't know how. It's like, yeah. turn up. We would do the same as what we watched on TV rather than educated coaches helping out. I think that's yeah. what's needed. Okay. Yeah. So I know in the uh, the United States, especially Texas, it's huge. Football is huge over here. However, parents are now starting to kind of put their kids in flag football so they know how to run routes. They know They know the basic fundamentals of the game. They know how to catch properly. They know how to catch a football properly. They know how to throw a football properly. So I know a lot of parents now are doing that flag football. I played football. I played football growing up. Um, I didn't start with uh, the pads until about middle school, seventh grade middle school. Okay. But before that, you know, we had flag football. We had peewee football. Um, uh, parents still today put their kids in, in Pop Warner football, which is tackle. However, um, you know, with the rise of concussions and whatnot, and people are just kind of aware, what, what, what's your thought on that, the concussion incident? And, and do you think, like, kids should play more tackle football? What's, what's your thoughts there, Rob? I think 
I think like anything, right? Mm. Children need children need exposure to different sports. Right. Okay, so we have a little bit. I suppose a lot of countries are the same. We have a class system in the UK where tennis isn't played by you know children of a certain level. It's, so it's more affluent. You know, cricket and tennis in the UK. Football is played by everybody, and then rugby is somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. American football, I think, children with the right coaching, with the right you know fists and 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 things put in place i think yeah expose them to all elements of of, of each sport right because if there's control measures in there they won't get injured you know we understand sport we understand our bodies a lot more than what we ever have done and i think that combine that and, and put some structure get children exposed to it and family you know a, a lot of a lot of the parents will be educated as well and can go out and enjoy this. So it might not be the sport of choice for you, but actually if your child's enjoying it, I think you can learn that together. Um, Absolutely. So I, I think get children exposed to more sport more often, put the control measures in there and let's, and let's let them flourish. Mm-hmm. I love that answer, Rob. It's uh, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think uh, I've had parents cause I've been coaching for about 14 years now, youth sports and, and a lot of different ages and sports. And I've had parents come up to me, moms come up to me and, and say, hey, Matt, you know, should I put my kid in football? And I always tell them yes. And they're worried about concussions and whatnot. Now, if they go home and the wife has a conversation with the husband and says, and if the dad, the husband, the dad wants to do it, um, then they're, they kind of go a little bit back and forth between that. Because I, I know mothers are usually worried about the concussion situation. But um, I tell them, yeah, I think you should do it. Football to me was like one of my favorite times. You know, it, you make friends from it. I still to this day, Rob, keep in touch with my old teammates. I still to this day. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Um, you'll you'll have la- long lasting friendships, um, and you'll and the memories are are amazing. The memories on are amazing. Just being on the field, having fun, working as a team to try to accomplish a goal. I mean, don't you think? It's like that with any sport. So. Absolutely. And, and it, it educates children as well. They're able to socialize as well in a different way. I think today, look, technology is great. You know, we've got tablets, we've got phones, we've got internet, we've got all sorts of ways of communicating, but it's very much behind a screen. And, you know, they, see, they, they only see a little bit of what, whatever's shown on maybe, you know, social media, for example getting out there and, and going through great times together, going through difficult times as a team, as individuals, it helps them flourish as well, I think, because, you know, they really learn the social aspect and then they grow up in that way and they can be comfortable in a load of other social settings as they go through. There's an education into the science of sport as well, you know, and, and, and I think we have to teach children that to lose, how to lose. You know, don't worry yeah. about losing. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, and how to how to come uh, recover from... A, a, you know, a tough time. And I think playing sport in part of that is, is fundamental. I, I, I agree with you. Just just get them out, get them enjoying it. Yeah. You know, get yeah. them dirty, get them cold, get them wet, get them hot, get them sweaty. Put exactly. them in the Don't worry. You know, they'll have a time in their life. Exactly. You know, I mean, look, we had Sega. You talked about Sega earlier. We had Sega. We had Nintendo. We had the games. But I knew when to turn that stuff off. And I'm going to go out and play and play with my friends, play a game of football or baseball or something like that, you know? Um, So, yeah. So, no, I absolutely agree with you. Um, Let's let's uh, switch gears here for a minute. Let's go to soccer. I know you're a big soccer fan. Uh, The women's. 
Yeah, the 2023 Women's World Cup is going on right now. The U.S. Women's National Team is doing pretty well. They they did beat Vietnam 3-0. to um, They also had – I watched a little bit of that game with the Netherlands, and that was a tie 1-1. It never went into PKs or anything, not yet at least. Uh, so that was a tie 1-1. The United States Women's National Team now has Portugal, I believe, Tuesday. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I believe they're in Group E. So, Rob, you got any you got any uh, – any uh, thoughts on on the World Cup, the Women's World Cup? Of course, my old Ben, uh, the England women's team winning the Euros last year was uh-huh. uh, it went mo- it went absolutely crazy in the UK. We really got behind the Lionesses. I think over the last again probably five or six years, we've seen a real uh, improvement in women's football and people getting behind it. So the WSL, so our our, our league, our top Premier League is shown on premier sports channels over here, such as Sky Sports and BT Sports as well now, every week. Mm -hmm. And every England Lionesses game is shown live as well. So we get a lot of access to it. Um, And England are doing okay in the World Cup. They started both games two one-nil wins, so they should be okay. Uh, They've got China on Tuesday next week as well. So Mm -hmm. they'll qualify from the group, but um, Katie Ward's got injured. She looks like she's going to be out of the tournament now, which is a big loss. Um, But our our, actual England national team are going through a bit of a transition. So when we won the Euros, we had the likes of Jill Scott, who's now retired, Mm -hmm. um, and Beth Mead, who's England captain. She's injured. She's been injured for a while now. So we've got a, a few youngsters coming through, but we hope to go far in the competition. We're one of the favourites. We, we should qualify from our group, no problem. Um, yeah. And hopefully, like any good tournament team, we get better as the tournament goes on. So two one-year wins, okay. We expected a little bit more, I think. But look, it's, it's where you are at the end of the competition that counts. So uh, yeah. I saw earlier, France beat Brazil 2-1 as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough competition. It's, it's, it's looked interesting. Yeah, I know uh, the United States is going for their third uh, win with the World, Women's World Cup. Uh, our men's team needs some work, but for our uh, <laughs> our women, our Women's World World Cup does well. Alex Morgan, Megan Raponi, uh, th- those ladies do well. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, the tie really didn't help us. I mean, we're still we're still in the mix, but it's um, we need to beat Portugal in order for us to move forward out of our group and get, get forward here. But I'm I'm happy that you guys won the Euros at the UK and stuff like that. UK women's team and stuff like that. that's awesome. That's good. So, uh, so, it, congratulations. It was great. There. It was great. Uh, thank you. Uh, listen, we need to emulate the US in the world game, and and I think everybody knows that in the women's game, you know, the US have been right up there. They've been you know leading the way for a number of years. Uh, and I know we have a film. It, it was is in the UK. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. It's a great oh, movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so again, Kira Knightley, back in the day, she was starting out, and she, you know, you see clips of the American game of, of the players that she was looking mm-hmm. up to, um, and, and I think that, that that was a true reflection at the time mm-hmm. of where, you know, where the game was. So very professional, big in the U.S., not so much in England, but now, you know, women, every of all of our Premier League men's teams, mm-hmm. all of those teams have a, a women's team as well now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all professional, and it's yeah, it's it's great. It's it's really it's huge, and yeah, thanks for the congratulations in the Euros. But we need to do it on the world stage. Now. Absolutely, yeah, no, it's my pleasure, really. Um, 
Let, let's go. I want to talk about Bend It Like Beckham for a minute because I remember hearing about that movie. I'm a movie buff, so I, I go see movies uh, on a regular basis. And um, I remember I was in college when that movie came out, and I remember hearing about it, but they did release it in, in, in the U.S. in theaters, and I remember going to see it, and a lot of people went to see it. And it, it, I, I found it to be a fun, just fun, great movie, fun movie. Uh, Keira Knightley was great. Um, so what happened to her? I mean, I haven't seen her in too much stuff after the Pirates franchise and everything. And I think she's a great actress. What I know she got married. She got married to uh, to James, James Wrighton, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Musician. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think she, I, I agree. I think she was fantastic in that movie. I think she's a fantastic actress. And I think we're, we're probably asking the same question. Where is she? What, what, you know, why is she not being in more? I don't know what's happened. In, I, I think since um, COVID, a lot of actors and actresses have sort of come and gone. You've seen a lot of them really quiet, you know, some of the ones that were around for a while uh, not to be there so much. So, yeah, hopefully yeah. she'll be back on screens really soon. But, uh, yeah, Bend It Like Beckham, it had a bit of everything. It had culture, it had, you know, race, religion, uh, mm. women's game, it had a love story in there. It, it was, it, all right, it's a bit cheesy in some ways, but um, my daughter loved watching it. And it was a bit of a guilty pleasure for me when she said, Dad, can we watch it? I was like, oh, not again, thinking, yeah, actually, I don't mind this one. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 it gave me an excuse to be able to watch it. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was a great movie. I really did like that movie. I had on D- I bought the DVD. I had my DVD library for a long time. So until until streaming came out, I pretty much sold all my DVDs. So uh, <laughs> everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it is a great movie, and you know we would love to see Kira back on the big screen sometime. You know because uh, she's a great actress. Um, okay, yeah. So let's move on. Let's talk about interim Miami. Lionel Messier is with interim Miami now. He played not too long ago. He played in his first game. I think he scored a goal on a PK. What do you? Uh, what's your thoughts about that, Rob? Of course, this is kind of going back to David Beckham a little bit, going with the LA Galaxy. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's, a, it's a mad story. So if I look into Miami, um, I, I was a bit disappointed with the name actually when Beckham put that together because you've got Inter Milan, okay, where that comes from in the Serie A, in uh, obviously in Italy, but he played for AC Milan for a little while. Um, but yeah, look, he's picked up this franchise, not doing too well. He's got a good friend of his in Phil Neville to be a coach. Absolute mm-hmm. disaster, really, because he's not a coach, let's be honest. He's a bit like his brother, who tried his hand at Valencia a, a good few seasons ago and was, mm-hmm. a, it was a disaster, right? Um, but look, Messi mania. I, I actually like that Messi's gone to the MLS because I think we've seen at the moment loads of these players going to Saudi Arabia and I, you know that's a different story a different subject and I'm not going to put too much of my thoughts on right. there um, it's, a, it's a weird one but the MLS has been we've seen it try to grow and we've seen a lot of ex-Premier League players go into the MLS um, we've had you know Frank Lampard Steven Gerrard David Beckham himself Kieran, um, Kieran Gibbs uh, but we've also seen the likes of Ibrahimovic go over to the MLS as well Gonzalo Higuain, um, but to see Messi go over there, score on his debut, then on the second game and assist and a goal, I think as well. And he's got his old mate Sergio, you know, turning up as well uh, in midfield. So amazing! It's really good to see, and you can just see Beckham just all of a sudden he's he's gone very quiet. He's just taken a back step and gone. I told you it would come together. You know, <laughs> don't worry yeah. about it. This is going to happen. Um, but I think the the big thing for Inter Miami right now. Yes, the fans, but imagine those other players in the dressing room training alongside Lionel Messi. Yeah. Imagine that. You know, you're yeah. just 
you just look it up then. One minute Phil Neville was our coach. Now I'm, I'm training with Arnold Messi. This is this is career trait changing, right? That this would be amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> So how do you feel about uh, – talk about the MLS. I wish Messier had come to the Houston Dynamo, of course, because I'm from Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but how do you feel about um, certain soccer clubs or certain soccer youth clubs or in sports that are having deals now with the MLS where uh, they'll have MLS-type youth clubs also to kind of develop the kids and kind of hopefully, you know, train them to be college players and, and hopefully professional players. How, how do you feel about that? Do you, th- do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? How do you, how do you feel? I think it's an amazing thing. Yeah. So in, in, in most of the European uh, leagues, we have academies now. So we used to have youth teams then and under 21s and whatever, but now there are academies and, and these got to be careful because the big clubs seem to take a lot of players in the catchment area they take the best of the best and then we have a lot of disappointment because of that so you know only a certain few can get through and then they take that knock back and go backwards but the academies are they look after these kids you know they really do take care of them and they show them the right way they don't just teach them football they say you know teach them how to stay out of trouble because in the uk a lot of our there's unfortunately our, our culture maybe go out get drunk you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Money, you're, you're young you're fit you get a lot of attention so they they tend to get in a lot of trouble but they teach them how to deal with the media they teach them how to use their own social media um, as well as be a professional athlete and yeah. so if the mls can replicate that that's great i know that you know it's slightly different you have a lot of college so there's scholarships and the structure's different in the u.s but you know, it can only be great because, again, it's educating children, it's educating mm-hmm. these kids into doing something they want to do and turning them into professionals or giving them the opportunity. So I don't think it's a negative. I just think we have to be careful how. So if the top teams take all the best players, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit of a challenge. But I think in the U.S. it's a lot more vast than we, we have in the U.K. So, you know, the top teams in Manchester and the top teams in London will take the top players. But the U.S. is huge, right? So there's yeah. a lot more. There's a lot more to be spread out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a great thing. I think it, you'll see next five to ten years, you'll see the M- MLS improve because of the academy. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. No, I think it's a great answer. I think, yeah, it teaches them. It teaches them exercise. It teaches them to get the fundamentals of the game. And it teaches them how to be a team player. And they could use that life skills for later on in life when eventually they leave the game and they go on to into the work field and, and whatnot. Um, so real quick, a couple more questions. How do you feel about college players uh, possibly being um, paid, paid for their services, paid, paid to, to play in college? How, how do you feel about that? Do you think it's wrong? Do you think it's, it's, it strictly needs to be an educational standard? Or do you feel like, no, they need to be paid because they can, they can build up their income and, and help their families and whatnot? How, how do you feel about that, Rob? For me, I think they should be paid. I think it's uh, it's a natural life skill. So when we go out to work in whatever job we do, mm-hmm. once we sign a contract and we do a job, we expect compensation for the same. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so why not teach these college kids the same thing? The only thing I, I would say, and and this is what we're seeing in the UK in the Premier League, especially at the moment, is even the players that are at the academy teams that are not on the first team or maybe on a substitute bench they're getting an astronomical amount of money for their age. 
Yeah. And is that a problem? Because one, how do they spend it? But two, where's the desire to be the best you can be? To, mm-hmm. to start in the Premier League, to be a great player, because these kids are turning up in BMWs, in Mercedes, mm-hmm. they're wearing all the great gear. So I'm thinking that maybe do it slightly different, pay them, and if there's a going rate, have where they have to save X amount of that money until a certain age. You know, yeah. maybe teach them another life skill of, you know, putting that, don't, don't make that, those funds readily available or limit the pay that they can get. Mm-hmm. Either way, maybe a hybrid of that, um, I think is, is the right thing to do so that they're still hungry to achieve, to become Tom Brady or to be Lionel Messi or Novak Djokovic. But at the same time, we should, you know, compensate them for, for the job they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I see your point. I, I agree. Um, you know, it, at the other times it is an educational institution, you know, um, I see your point though. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a hard debate because a lot on one side, you're going to have a lot of people say, well, it's an educational institution. It's not really, you know, athletics and college, you know, it's, it's really an institution of higher learning and you need to, uh, and then we're teaching them the skills to go out in the classroom and then go out and make money and be thriving and, and, you know, take care of, take care of your family, take care of your wife or husband or take care of your kids or whatnot. Um, on the flip side though, um, if you say, "Hey, we could uh, the the college players need to get paid," it depends on how much they need to get paid. Um, they're they're if they're on scholarship, you know, they're already kind of getting paid uh, already for meal plans and books and fees and tuition and whatnot. So yeah, it's it's a very hard debate. But I just want to hear your your thoughts on it. But it was a good it was a good it was a good good answer. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right. So real quick, uh, my last couple of questions. Um, where do you? Uh, what's your favorite sports movie? Um, Has it been a like Beckham? <laughs> I, I think it's going to have to be, yeah, because yeah. oh, escape to no, escape to victory. Uh, escape have you watched that? Yeah. I have not. No, uh, it's an old movie. It's got Pele. Pele's in it. Okay, uh, but Sylvester Stallone is in it. Oh yeah, Vic- okay, yeah, yeah. We called it victory yeah, yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah, just victory. Um, yeah, I, yeah. It's an it's an old movie, but definitely my favorite. Yeah, it's got to be there. Yeah, it, it's a. Uh, I remember seeing it as a kid. And it's been a long, long time since I've seen it now. Like, like I remember, I remember Stallone on in the stadium, and it's been that's pretty much it. Like, it's been years. It's been many, many years. I need to look that up again. (laughs) Same as me. I think it's more sentimental watching it with my granddad when I was younger. But yeah, that would always be that. Yeah, number one. That's awesome. That's awesome. I like. uh, I have several. I like Chariots of Fire. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, the UK running team, right? It's uh, the British running team. Yeah, 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 it's based absolutely. on that. Yeah. One best picture in 1981. Um, of course, you know, I told people all the time that that was the first ever sports uh, movie that won best picture at the Oscars. It's actually not. I was wrong about that. It's uh, the 1976 movie Rocky that won best picture. Oh, in, really? in, uh, yeah. At the Oscars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing. Yeah. Stallone, you know, wrote it. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> so I was wrong about that, but I like Chariots of Fires, and uh, I'm a big fan of Hoosiers. I really like Hoosiers. Have you seen I've that? Seen it. Okay, seen it. it's it's a very inspirational kind of small small American town, Indiana. Um, this uh, tiny tiny school won the uh, state championship. It's based on a true story. I believe it was 1962 between Muncie and um, 
and another school. It wasn't they changed the names for uh for the movie. It's it it was uh Hickory versus South Bend Central, but South Bend Central didn't exist. So it was really <laughs> Muncie versus somebody else. But it was a tiny, tiny town, like probably a thousand people. And uh they ended up winning the state the state championship in sixty two in basketball. So I really like that movie. Okay, one last question. Favorite sports book? Oh, uh, so I'm going to go with, it's going to be an autobiography, and I've, li- I've read a number, okay, because I love the in- in- understanding and insight into a sports person. Uh, Tony Adams is an ex-Arsenal and England captain, Arsenal, my football team, and he's an individual that went through um, a real tough time with alcohol. Okay, a yeah. real alcoholic. He's a, he's still a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tony Adams' addiction. It's called. It's um, a real insight into an individual. He makes no excuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, he you know he owns all of the problems that he had, all of the bad things he did, uh, all of the people that he hurt. So yeah, Tony Adams' addiction. That's my favorite. Okay, Tony Adams' addiction. I'll make sure. I'll make sure to look it up on Amazon, check it out, or, or whatnot. Um, I would say mine. Uh, you know, especially after my books that I've written, I've written Honor Among Players. I wrote, I wrote Preparing Athletes for the Future. You can all, you can look it up on Amazon. <laughs> um, so if you ever want to check that out, Rob, but a uh, um, little marketing for myself. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I would say Friday Night Friday Night Lights was a big one. I remember that came out when I was in middle school. I was playing football. That's about Texas high school football. It, that was huge. Friday Night Lights was huge. And I like the movie a lot, and I like the TV show. I like the TV show better, actually. Um, and uh, there, there have been others, too. Certain, uh, I, I, last thing I read, as far as Sportsbook goes, was uh, 11 Rings to Soul of a Champion by Phil Jackson. Okay. So he coached the Chicago Bulls. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, Michael Jordan and the Bulls and the Bulls dynasty from the 90s. So, although the Rockets did get two out of there when Jordan uh, went retired and went to play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember uh, watching a little bit of baseball when, uh, sorry, basketball when I was younger. But the kids over here, um, they just like the merchandise. I remember the Bulls when they had Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen. Um, they saw that. But that's as far as my knowledge goes on basketball. Just one other book, just while we're on the subject, uh, sports book, would be A.P. McCoy. So he's a champion jockey, uh, National Hunt jumps jockey in the UK. He's from Ireland. 20 consecutive years he won the champ, uh, best jockey. Oh, uh, wow. He, he always says he won the, he had won the um, championship, you know, the, the, the best jockey. And then the day after, he's forgotten all about it. All he wants to do is get back on the horse. And he's broken nearly every bone in his body multiple times. He's put, you know, his racing life before his family at times almost lost his marriage. It, it, it's really insightful. So if you get an opportunity, AP McCoy, absolutely fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Absolutely. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll look it up on Amazon, AP McCoy. Awesome. Yeah. Rob, thank you so much for coming on the Matthew Paris Show. I had a great time. Do you have fun? Uh, absolutely. Listen, thank you so much. And it's it's great to uh, talk sport, you know, really in depth and, and share that knowledge. So thank you so much for inviting me. I've had a great time. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, Matthew. Absolutely. Absolutely. And before we go, make sure you hit that little subscribe button right down there on the corner. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. We talk sports. We talk all kinds of sports. I have my new buddy, Rob, that comes on and have guests on. So we talk sports. So it's a great time. Uh, Rob Flutter, thank you so much again. I appreciate it. And uh, – okay. 
everybody else just have fun take care have a have a great weekend